Welcome to The Alchemy of Things, a podcast diving deep into topics like skincare, holistic living, and the energy that connects us all. I'm your host, Brandi Searcy, founder and formulator of Rain Organica, where you'll find skincare you can take with you anywhere. Last week, I mentioned that I was going to try to record a segment on or an episode on endocrine disrupting chemicals and sunscreens, specifically which chemical sunscreens are endocrine disrupting. I wasn't able to get that recorded by this week. It's actually turned into a three-part series on what endocrine disrupting chemicals are, where they're found, And then also like which sunscreens to be aware of. With that, there's also a bonus episode, which I alluded to last week or in the previous episode as well. And basically, I'm just here at the beginning of this episode to let you know that that series will be up next. So you can expect that to drop the first of those three episodes to drop two weeks from now. The bonus episode will follow the week after, and then the third in that series will be, what is that, five weeks from now? So anyways, in the meantime, I hope you enjoy today's episode on aloe. Did you know that non-decolorized whole leaf aloe extract causes cancer? Would you believe that the FDA was responsible for conducting the study that figured that out? Before 2002, aloe latex was often used in laxatives, and in 2002, the FDA ruled that aloe latex was, there was insufficient evidence that aloe latex was safe for use, so they removed it from the generally recognized as safe list, which meant it couldn't be used in laxatives anymore. It's unclear why they decided to conduct the study later in the early 2000s, It's probably because of backlash from the industry, but for whatever reason, somewhere around 2009, the FDA started a two-year study looking at non-decolorized whole leaf aloe extract in rats and what happened when when the rats ingested this non-decolorized whole leaf aloe extract daily. In that two-year study that was published in 2012, what they found was that a significant number of the rats that were ingesting that whole leaf portion of the aloe wound up with tumors along their GI tract. So this backed the FDA's original concerns that aloe latex shouldn't be used in laxatives. The truth is in the nuance here. So before we go throwing the whole aloe leaf out, let's take a look at what's in that non-decolorized whole leaf extract. An aloe leaf is a broad succulent leaf, and when you split it open, it reveals a gorgeous translucent gel layer. When that gel layer is harvested from the interior of the plant, 
you can see the leaf itself and the inside of the leaf is actually yellow in color. This is the yellow latex layer. And the reason for its yellow coloration is due to a couple of compounds called anthroquinones. One of those is aloin. The second is emodin. Emodin is so color rich that it's used as a natural fabric dye and it can create a range of colors from yellow to red. And this is actually because of some pretty sophisticated science that's beyond the scope of this podcast episode. However, if you want to dive into that and take a look at all these pi pi bondings and the energy of these crystal formula of these co-crystal formations, you can head over to today's show notes and find the link there along with a picture showing the color of emodin across those co-crystal conformers. So back over to the leaf gel itself. And this is the part of the aloe that is commonly, well, this is the part of the aloe that is used in cosmetics and skincare. And it's also commonly used in hair care. It's also generally recognized as safe. So going back over to that label, that grass label, uh, generally recognized as safe and approved for use in food products. And great care is taken during the harvest to minimize disruption of the latex layer so that the gel can be collected without potential contamination of those anthroquinones in the, um, in the latex layer. And as confirmation of this, aloe suppliers even go so far as to test their product to ensure that the aloe in, in that latex layer was not disrupted and did not contaminate the aloe vera gel itself during harvest. So why go so far as to collect the gel layer from aloe anyways? I mean, is it really that beneficial? The answer is yes. Humans have had a love affair with aloe for so long. Humans have had a love affair with aloe for so long that it was impossible to tell its true origin in native land for a number of years. And this was a well-debated topic. It was finally DNA research that was used to suggest that aloe originates in the Arabian Peninsula. Aloe permeates many cultures, etched into carvings over 6,000 years old in Egypt, a burial gift for pharaohs, regarded as a universal panacea by the Greeks. Aloe has been called the plant of immortality. Legends say that both Queen Cleopatra and Queen Nefertiti used aloe in their skincare routines. Supposedly, Alexander the Great was persuaded by Aristotle to capture an island in the Indian Ocean because of the extensive availability of aloe on that island and because aloe could be used to treat wounded soldiers in his army. Native Americans used aloe for its emollient and rejuvenating powers. The Chinese treatment book of Shi Shen describes aloe as the method of harmony. Russians call aloe the elixir of longevity. In Japan, aloe was known as the royal plant, and it was drank by samurai as an elixir. More modernly in Japan, it's been rumored that aloe was used to treat radiation burns 
after the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings in World War II. I haven't found a good, solid resource for this yet, so if you happen to come across it, would you please share that with me by sending an email to info at rainorganica.com? The Hindu people named aloe the silent healer. Arabian traders called it desert lily, and they used it to treat both internal and external conditions. Ayurvedic texts refer to aloe as the rejuvenator of the organism and found it to be a balancing plant for all three doshas, pitta, vata, and kapha. Ayurveda also assigns four of the six flavors to aloe, calling it sweet, sour, bitter, and astringent. More in line with the science, a major review of aloe looking at the research conducted between 2014 and 2019 found evidence suggesting aloe has a number of therapeutic properties, including antioxidant and anti-cancer properties, and showing that it may help reduce diabetic tendencies and control hyperlipidemia. This particular review even found cardioprotective effects for some of the constituents in aloe and also antimicrobial and prebiotic effects for some of aloe's constituents, which may help explain why aloe is commonly used and commonly considered as a uh, as a good ingredient and good daily drink to help maintain health. One study covered by this review paper found that aloe reduced swelling and pain in people who had just had their molars removed. Aloe was found to alleviate inflammation of the mucosal membranes in patients that were undergoing radiation therapy for head and neck cancers. And this extensive review also looked at studies that used aloe for skin protection and found that its anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties improved wound healing, exhibited remarkable antioxidant properties that actually protected skin cells from DNA damage, lipid peroxidation, reactive oxygen species. And they did the, the aloe did this by prompting superoxide dismutase activity in the skin and also by increasing glutathione levels. We definitely talked about glutathione back in the antioxidant episode of this podcast. If you missed that, you may want to go back and take a listen. Glutathione is a an antioxidant that are that your body makes and it's actually used to rejuvenate vitamin C, which your body doesn't make. One study covered in this particular review article also found that some of the sugars in aloe may be beneficial in treating psoriasis flare-ups. Now, aloe contains over 75 different compounds, and these range from vitamins A, C, E, and B12 to a number of enzymes to minerals such as selenium and zinc, plus a variety of sugars fatty acids, salicylic acid, and also phytosterols. Because of the long love affair that humans have had with aloe and because of its many benefits for, especially in skincare, it's a well-loved ingredient here at Rain Organica. And I'd like to ask you, are you a big fan of aloe? 
As always, if you've enjoyed today's episode, if you would take a quick minute to leave a review for the show and also share with a friend, I'd be so grateful for your time and thank you for taking a minute to do that. Until next time, bye.